Welcome to Her Story Podcast. My name is Paige, and as my Genius Hour project, I'll be highlighting influential women in sports and the struggles or adversities that they have to face to bring their A-game. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Her Story Podcast. Today with me, I have Marissa Kastanek, and I'll go ahead and let you introduce yourself a little bit. Um, so, yeah, as she said, my name is Marissa. Thanks for having me. Of course. Um, so, a little bit about me. I was born and raised in Nebraska in a small farming community um, outside of Lincoln. And we'll fast forward. I played sports all the way growing up, and then I ended up going to university at North Carolina State University in Raleigh. And then I've been playing um, professionally now. I guess I play basketball. So I've been playing professionally now um, for, I think I just finished my eighth season. Wow. So that's a very fast-paced track of my life, um, <laughs> but a lot of stuff's happened, you know, in between there. <laughs> yeah, sounds very exciting. Um, good choice on college, by the way. Thank you. We love the pack. <laughs> um, and we'll just get started with some questions, but has playing professionally brought a different perspective to you? If so, do you think it ha- think being in another country was also a factor? Yes. So... Being a professional athlete, as far as like just the game itself, there was a few things I had to learn um, basketball-wise just being in a different country. I think for the most part, the the college game now is mm-hmm. very similar to the professional game. But when I, yeah. when I made the switch, um, there was some rules that were different. But I mm-hmm. think now they've pretty much – gone to the same rule system as like like it's become like world basketball let's Mm -hmm. say um instead of how it was when I came out but I think the biggest thing um opening my experience and everything was playing in another country because it's it's less about the basketball part and so much more about just living there and Mm -hmm. experiencing different cultures experiencing um, language barriers and how you get around doing all of that. And I think it's been that part that has made me a more um, well-rounded person. Yeah. Um, and you're playing in Poland right now, right? Yes. And obviously, like, when you played in college, you were a D1 athlete. So you were constantly at training and at classes and stuff. So how was it for you balancing school and being an athlete? That is a great question. So being a student athlete was very serious to me um, mm-hmm. because I love to learn. I'm, yeah. I'm very weird, I think, as a person in the sense that, like, if I didn't play sports, I'd be classified as, like, a certified nerd. So <laughs> um, I think that's, like, my personality. Yeah. Um, and I was never ashamed to, like, want to be smart. And Mm -hmm. so like in my first, so I changed high schools. Um, I did two years at one high school and two years at another high Mm -hmm. school. And my first high school was very small, like small town community. So like they wanted us to do everything like because there Mm -hmm. wasn't that many kids. So if a kid wanted to do an activity or something, they made it work. So I was in the band from like fifth grade Mm -hmm. to sophomore year of high school. And I loved it. I was like first chair. I was like in the marching band, you know, like. (laughs) I'd play a basketball game and then I would go play a pet band for the boys. Like it was just really like, I don't know, like a lot of people, you know, they have these serious about like 
band geeks and like, you know, somebody who wants to be in the mathlete. Like I was a mathlete. <laughs> I know, right? It's so weird. But like I was not ashamed to be smart and to play sports. Like I yeah, I had that idea like, well, why would I limit myself? Like I'm not just gonna be an athlete or I'm not just gonna be a student. I can do both. Um, so as far as like academics go, yeah, I, I would choose to like do my homework. Mm-hmm. then do something else, you know, like, I was, it's really weird. I mean, I know that's like, not normal for like, people to want to do homework and like, want to do that stuff. But I was always that kid. Yeah. So, um, like, I was always either doing my sports, mm-hmm. or doing something with school. But I also had like a social life. So yeah, um, he's got I, the best of all the worlds. Exactly. And it's it's not easy. Like you do have to sacrifice some things. Um, and even in college, they kind of like set it up for you um, mm-hmm. to be successful in both areas. So yeah. they they make sure that you go to study hall. Um, mm-hmm. They make sure that you go to practice. So it's like, and then if you do like what you're supposed to do in those times that you've been given, yeah, then you have time for other stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I will say when I was in college, like I think social media was like just kind of making yeah. its way. I know that sounds weird, life without social media, <laughs> but like I think my very first smartphone was like when I was coming to college. Yeah. So I mean, in high school, I had like flip phones you probably don't even know what that is but like it was it was like really kind of I want to say a blessing that I didn't have all that stuff yeah the distractions I think were way less when I Mm -hmm. was there Um, and like I'm obviously an athlete and I have to go to school too and even now it's like I have to set time like I'm not gonna be on my phone I'm gonna get my schoolwork done before I go to practice Yes. and stuff like that but like I think you're I was born your senior year of high school so oh, I really haven't known life without social media oh that is so true wow <laughs> that's awesome I love it <laughs> and obviously like my next question was going to be were there things you missed out on growing up due to you pursuing a sport but you talked about that in your response saying um even though I was an athlete you said even though I was an athlete and even though I did like love to do my schoolwork. You still had a social life, which right. is super important because otherwise you miss out on a lot. Right. And I will say it wasn't the same social life as my classmates had. Yeah. So, for example, there was moments where I would like miss the homecoming dance mm-hmm. because I had a basketball tournament. Yeah. And where a lot of kids, like, that's really important for them to go to homecoming. Mm-hmm. For me, like, I was thinking about my choices. Like, okay, yeah. I could go to a dance that's going to last three hours and miss a tournament where a potential college coach could see me. Yeah. Like, um, and for me, it was like, I don't need to go to a dance. Like, that. <laughs> for me, like, it didn't, that wasn't my priority. Yeah. Um, and a lot of people didn't understand that. So another thing I missed out a lot on would be like family vacations and like family um, holidays Mm -hmm. and family, like a lot of summer family events. So, and also winter family events because I play basketball. So it was kind of like, kind of when I hit fifth grade, like Mm -hmm. 
I don't think, and a lot of people are going to see this sounds like sad, but I, I think the last family Thanksgiving that I celebrated, like with my extended family and all that uh -huh. stuff was when I was in like fifth grade. That's crazy. So a lot of people are like, oh, that's so sad, you know? But then I'm like, okay, but there's so many things yeah. that done on Thanksgiving that's like, yeah, it's sad I'm not with my family, but like my family understands mm -hmm. and Thanksgiving's always going to be there. So like yeah. when I get older, you know, I mean, I'm 32 now, but when I get like older, older, um, I've missed a lot of those opportunities or like, you know, most times people take family vacations is like, they'll get yeah. up the whole family and go to Disney world or uh -huh. they'll load up the whole family and go this places. But like my vacations as a kid were like basketball tournaments Yeah, and, and like my coach and my, my mom and my dad did an amazing job of like making those tournaments like we'd go places mm -hmm. while we were there so yeah. like we had a tournament in atlanta we would go to the um olympic village mm -hmm. that was built like when the olympics were hosted in atlanta yeah. or we would go you know we had a tournament in tennessee our coach would like rent a big boat and we'd go like on a lake or something so yeah. it wasn't, like it just wasn't typical mm -hmm. but at the same time like you're not going to see this now. And like, that's something yeah. I think has been one of my best like skills or blessings is that I was able to like, see why I was doing something. Yeah. I was doing it. And my, you know, I told my parents, like, I want to be this. Mm -hmm. And so they knew my goals. They never forced me to do anything. But yeah. when I said like, I want to be a college athlete, and then a decision came up when I was in eighth grade for something for me to do. They're mm -hmm. like, okay, so is this going to help you be a college athlete? You have to make that yeah. decision, you know? Uh -huh. And so they were always like, it was like projecting, like, what will, what choice yeah. am I going to make now? And where is that going to affect me mm -hmm. in five years or whatever? And having that viewpoint so young is so important for athletes. Like, if you want to get somewhere, you have to work for it. 100%. I think a lot of, I don't want to say a lot of kids like your age, but it's mm -hmm. really hard to see because I think, and I'm not like anti-social media, but yeah. I really think that like when you meet someone like me mm -hmm. or like if I was still in college um, and like you see somebody, you don't see what happened like yeah from my middle school through high school years. Yeah. Like, you don't see any of that. You mm -hmm. just see where I am now. So you think that like where you are as a freshman in high school, you see me as a college athlete and you're like, I could do that. You know, like yeah. you didn't see any of the stuff in between. And like social media doesn't show you like the in-between part. Yeah. You see the end result. And so mm -hmm. I think that a lot, like you said, it takes so much but it also is so rewarding yeah especially if you like really want it like you're willing to give stuff up to get to where you yes. want to be um and speaking of your high school experience um you were also a track like you ran track too yeah. you're a state champion <laughs> yes <laughs> I was yeah that's actually a funny story so it'll be a little side note but so in Nebraska it's really small like mm -hmm. I said before um, and the same like sports writer for basketball was, he was like the sports writer for all sports in, in our local newspaper. Mm -hmm. And after I won state in the 800, 
he was like, so do you think you're going to pursue track uh, in college as well? And I was like, <laughs> I thought it was going to be off the record because it was kind yeah. of a joke, but also serious. I was like, no, I think track is so dumb. Like you just run in circles <laughs> for nothing. And he put that in the paper. <laughs> I was like, that makes me look real bad after like I win the state championship and then I say, I ran around in circles. <laughs> like, I was so embarrassed and I was like, well, I mean, I guess it's the truth. <laughs> but I learned that day not to say what's really on your mind when you, yeah. but no, I did run track. So I also played volleyball, but then I mm -hmm. realized it was kind of a waste of my time. Cause I was like, yeah, I mean, I liked yeah. it, but my coat, like my coach didn't move me up to varsity. And so I was playing mm -hmm. with like the freshmen and I just uh, felt like, I just felt like it was a waste of time. Cause I was yeah. like, so I did that, but that wasn't really where my heart was. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, in high school, I ran track all the way through, um, all the way through my senior year. Um, I started track, I think, when I was in like third grade. But soccer was really my main sport until like eighth grade. Soccer's the best. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I loved it. Like I yeah. loved soccer. And then, so my birthday's in May. Mm-hmm. But I started kindergarten, like it was like popular around here to start kindergarten when you were six. So like, uh, I think that's what I, my brother did. Yeah. So like, I'm, I'm older than a lot of my classmates. Like mm -hmm. even in college, I had a teammate who was a year older in school, but I was older, like in oh, our ages. Yeah. yeah. Was born in June and I was born mm -hmm. in May, but she started when she was five. So, um, um but so soccer I think if I remember correctly you play like your age you don't play yeah. your grade so I was playing with like girls school a year older than me but we were the same age so mm. when when we hit eighth grade they all went to high school but I still had oh you know what I mean mm -hmm. so then my team kind of ended and I like could have gone down but at that time basketball was kind of reaching like the yeah. same level and then I just I don't know I I just switched over to basketball and then kind of became a good choice. <laughs> yeah. Um, and obviously you've played a lot of sports, but what's your favorite moment or memory as an athlete? <laughs> I don't know that I can say like an ultimate favorite. Yeah. But I can give you like my favorite things, which okay. has always been like being a part of a good team. Yeah. And when I say being a part of a good team, like, I can't remember half the games that I've played. Mm -hmm. Like, there's been snippets of games that I remember, but I can even find myself remembering those wrong. Like, yeah. I'll put two games together, and then somebody will be like, no, that's not right. Mm -hmm. um, but I think just, like, being a part of a group that has, like, the same mindset as, mm -hmm. like, you know, like, we're all working for the same goal. Mm -hmm. um, because I've been a part of like bad teams, you know? Yeah. So like, cause when you put, you know, 12 to 15 girls together, mm -hmm. it's, it's kind of like, what are we going to get? Like yeah. you never <laughs> know. Be a good thing or a bad thing. And so on those teams that I've had just good relationships, good personalities, and it mm -hmm. all just fit together. Those have been some of the best memories that I've had. Yeah. Um, I mean, I've won a lot of awards and all that stuff, but mm -hmm. I wouldn't ever say that those are like my favorite memories. I think beating Duke in the ACC tournament 
that was a huge thing. Um, oh, I mean, I won, like... You were ACC freshman of the year. <laughs> yeah, that was cool. Like, all that stuff's cool. I think, like, when people ask me, like, my greatest accomplishment... Yeah. I would say my greatest accomplishment and my favorite one was graduating college as a valedictorian. Because That's awesome. To me, that is like saying something because it's yeah. like high school, okay, yeah, like it's all like I was also in high school, but like to me that was like a little bit easier, you know, mm -hmm. like to be that. But like yeah. in college for me to do that, it was like really cool because it kind of didn't have anything to do with sports. Mm -hmm. It was like about my school. But then to like put them both together, because then I was like an academic all-American, which was like yeah. also super cool. Um, mm -hmm. because it mixed like the sports and the, the academic. Yeah, yeah. So, in 2013. Yes. Yeah. So I think that was my biggest, like, I would say that's something that's cool because it shows that like my parents raised me in the way that they would always say like sports are great, but like mm -hmm. it's more important what kind of person yeah. you are. And it's because like sports can end at any moment, you know, yeah. like you could I don't know, be in some accident, not sports related and lose an arm. So what kind of person are you going to be? Or yeah. you could be playing the sport that you like and have a career ending injury and some freak, like you just go up for a layup and you do something to your knee or you just, yeah. you know, like anything could happen that could end sports. Like we all like mm -hmm. to say like, oh, I'll be healthy forever. Well, <laughs> so it's not like it's not possible so they always raised me to be like what kind of person are you going to be yeah and so for me that was always huge and I mean playing professionally is a very small window like mm -hmm. it's not it's not like guaranteed even if you are really good at your sport like yeah there's so many factors that go into like if you make it you know yeah and so I knew that my education was important. I knew I couldn't just bank on basketball. Yes. So, yeah. But favorite sports moment, I, I think also just the friends that you make. Like, I have so many friends just from random places that, mm -hmm. that I met through sports. Yeah. All right. And then our final question, and this is, like, the main question of my podcast. Um, what are some adversities that you've had to overcome as a female athlete specifically? You know, this is a very interesting question, and I'm probably not going to give you the answer that you're looking for. That's okay. Because I, I don't see being a female athlete mm -hmm. as, like, in a negative way. Like, I yeah. don't feel that I've ever faced adversity because I'm a female athlete. Mm -hmm. I actually think that my life has been exceedingly blessed and I've been privileged yeah. to be a female athlete. Mm -hmm. um, I've never worn it as like a badge of I'm being treated unfairly. I've, I've actually sometimes think that I get treated too good because I'm yeah. a female athlete. Like it's, it's quite hilarious when people like, I don't like to bring it up. Mm -hmm. Like when I meet someone, yeah. I just kind of like to let them figure it out. Now, sometimes, depending on what I'm wearing, they already know. Because yeah. it's like, well, you do something because you're strong. Or you do something because you're, mm -hmm. like, fit. But yeah. I don't like to bring it up because I like people to treat me, let's say, like, normally. Yeah. 
because as soon as someone finds out that I'm a professional athlete, mm -hmm. it's like they want to treat me so much better. They want to do this for me and they want to yeah. do that. And they want me to come speak to, you know, like they're, if they're a teacher, like speak to their group, like they want me to do all these things. And it's like, I've never felt like negative uh, energy because I'm a female athlete, yeah. if that makes sense. And I know mm -hmm. a lot of people say that um, sometimes like there's adversity there, but I, in my experience, haven't ever experienced like, yeah. The downside of it mm -hmm. and obviously the main reason I ask that is just so people's stories get out there because there's some people that are like you and they haven't had like tough times being a female athlete but then there are some people where depending on where they grew up or who their coaches were <laughs> like it was really tough for them right um, so that's like the main reason just to get people's stories out there but thank you so much for talking with me today I know it's pretty early for you in the past <laughs> I've already worked out today, Paige. <laughs> no, it's good. I'm glad you um, reached out to me. And